I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. So, you know, we all have that friend. You got to explain to your other friends before they meet. (laughs) I'm that friend, usually. Um, No, it's it's not the same thing. But today we're talking about apologizing for other people and their behaviors or actions or, you know, and I do think it kind of ties in because like we all have known that person or that friend (laughs) that we've had to be like, Hey, so you're going to meet Katrina today and you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. She does mean every offense she says, (laughs) you never have to see her again if you just absolutely hate her. Um, but she'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, and, and we've done, so in society, Rin and I were talking about it. So Lewis, we, at some point, I guess right after maybe Saturday Night Live appearance, um, Elon Musk's lady. Grimes. Grimes decided she like needed to apologize for him. She's also apologized throughout their relationship for like being in a relationship with him because I guess some of her fan base doesn't like love that situation, which I don't know how it's any of their business, but she's had this like dialogue where she's continually apologizing for him. And that's kind of a thing. And it, I think it happens with us. We have a tendency to uh, women. I think everybody does it. I think women apologize for like their spouse's behaviors a lot um, or feel the necessity to. Well, and I want to apologize right now for anybody who's feeling like a little disconcerted or, unmoored for Katrina setting up the episode because I know you all are used to me doing it but she just kind of took off at the beginning (laughs) sure did I apologize for (laughs) gonna apologize for my actions everyone I'm not because I'm not going to do it and I think that's part of it right well we did do a whole episode about women apologizing for themselves too much but I do think, and I, I don't remember if we touched on this back then or not, but Katrina sent me a link talking about this Instagram post from Grimes. And basically, like she said, it was after Elon Musk was on SNL. And maybe Lou knows more about this than I do. I don't know why Grimes is famous. And I don't really know everybody's beef with Elon Musk other than like, he seems like a lot. Um, I know he's very wealthy and he's like a billionaire and, and there really and, shouldn't be billionaires. And Rin in my world, we just don't care enough about either of them to really know anything about them. They don't affect our everyday life. So we're kind of like, yeah, you're, you exist, but we don't I, like, honestly, it's just like, I feel man. bad for the kid because of the name like that's, and this is yeah. from someone with a weird name and a kid with a weird name, but like a letters and numbers. Weird, just like a random assortment of letters and numbers seems very not helpful. But I, I mean, I know a little bit about her Grimes. I don't know much about her. My understanding is that, I mean, she's a musician. I know that. Mm-hmm. And then I know that her brand is kind of like spooky goth, you know, like, I don't know, just spook, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like kind of like hot topicy or like Spencer's. Um, it's kind of like her brand. Emo. Okay. Um, and she's younger than him. She's, and younger. she's like quite younger than him. Yeah. And then, I mean, people's beef with him is like, he's kind of like a pre Iron Man Tony Stark. Like he's kind of a dick. <laughs> the um, mm-hmm. 
and he yeah like he you know he's just like he's one of the you know he me personally he acts like this very like self-made you know i've done it all on my own i'm this innovative he's kind of like a tony stark without the intelligence because it's really everyone else at like tesla and spacex that do the work he's not like tony stark where he's in like his basement you know putting together an iron man suit no he pays people to do that but then he kind of takes the credit as the as the innovator and then my other thing yeah well he's incredibly like he's not really self-made either because you know he's like the son of you know emerald mine you know some sort of emerald mine company um yeah like scions in south africa or something and you know there's a whole there's obviously the whole colonial aspect there coming from a white rich um south african family and i don't know he just he's he's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way as just being somebody who like very very pretentious very full of himself and and he makes yeah like undoubtedly tesla and spacex are doing cool stuff but like would they still be doing them without him i think so yes so i think we could do a whole episode on trust fund men who claim to be self-made millionaires even though i don't want to give them the time of day to do it but like you know donald trump very much such a such a cute businessman too and um nope also a trust fund baby um and you did everything because daddy gave you money same as elon so she's apologized for that she's apologized for him being like this mainstream kind of dick she's apologized because she's much younger like there's like a lot and so um why does she feel the need to do that why do any of us feel the need to do that? Well, so here's what she said. Um, forgot to post these because I somehow caused myself to have a panic attack and went into the hospital yesterday, which to be honest was quite scary. And I suppose it's a good time to start therapy. But nonetheless, wow, Miley Cyrus is good live and so chill. So grateful to the SNL team for being so kind and letting me sneak in as Princess Peach and so proud of my beautiful E which I know will upset the Grimes fans. So I apologize in advance, but he killed it. So she can't pay her husband a compliment. Well, she even says her relationship with him has been quite traumatic for her fans. um, And they haven't been shy about their disdain for the pair. So I, um, I realized that like, I hadn't really even thought about this, but it's not just her. This is definitely what, what one article called a, feminine reflex and I'm sure I've done this many times I know I did it a lot in my last relationship um but I know I've done it with Shane (laughs) because it immediately made me think of when we moved into our current home and it was just me Shane Katrina and Shane's dad and increasingly he was acting very erratic and crazy and not doing things that kind of needed to be done. Um, Like we didn't have clean sheets. And instead of packing for the business trip he had to go on the next day, he was um, nailing a tennis ball on a string to the ceiling of the garage so that I would park correctly instead of like doing the things we needed him to do. And I just remember being in the house and being like, Katrina, I'm so sorry. Also, let, okay. And then Rin was pregnant. And so she was essentially useless. Um, <laughs> Correct. So not that I'm that much more pregnant. helpful, not pregnant, but I was especially unhelpful. <laughs> and, 
very pregnant, right? So we're not talking, she's within the first couple months of pregnancy. She's at the end of her pregnancy. So, and, and yes, Rin is not the most like athletically gifted human. Fine. She could do things. I was very much making her do certain things, but most of what Rin was doing that day was managing emotions, which is something Rin kind of does anyway. So, because if you don't know her, she enjoys like everybody to be happy and appreciated and loved. And if she perceives any of those things as not happening, feels very necessary to make sure. Katrina, I'm so helpful. I'm so glad you're here. You know, Kevin, I'm so glad you're here. Everybody's so glad you're here. Shane, it's okay. Like, and it's like, so she kept, Shane was stressed out. He was trying to get all of these things done. He was then going to be gone for a week. So he's, he's under incredible amount of stress. Kevin and I also know Shane very well. So it's not like either of us needed any kind of apology, but Rin all day kept saying, honey, are you okay? But are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? And I finally said, Hey, Rin, stop asking him if he's okay. Okay. Cause he's like, not, and it's not your, you continuing, I think is actually um, escalating certain level of stress for him because he knows now, you know, he's stressed and he doesn't like that. Cause he's it's Shane and he doesn't want you to think in any way he's stressed out because trying to manage it, which is then stressing him out further. And it's like, and she's like, Katrina, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't believe he's, and I'm like, why? First of all, I know him. I also know what's going on. I'm here. I am literally here in the same situation. You don't have to apologize for him um, for so many reasons, but that was right. Her first. And so I do think some of it, it can be, some from a caring, which is why I think Rin does it. I think some people do it out of a sense to explain or, you know what I mean? Which you don't really owe a lot of people. I know public figures are different because they're the nature of being a famous person does mean you kind of have to explain yourself more than like someone like me does. Um, I still, you know, like, you shouldn't have to really explain why you love somebody. Um, well, and there's, they're true. And I, you know, um, I did read, someone made the point, you know, defending someone and apologizing for them are actually two different things because defending, yes. you're defending something that you is right or right intention. Or when you're apologizing, you're admitting there's wrongdoing, right? You're admitting right. that there's something not great happening here. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times this shows up when women are apologizing for, not anxiety ridden. I'm a crazy person behavior, like what we're talking about, but like, you know, asshole behavior, husband boyfriends being rude behavior. You are are apologizing for your perception of the situation, not mine. Right. So you perceived it as a problem. That doesn't mean I did. And I didn't because I, again, was well acquainted with what was going on in the person I was dealing with. Um, And so it was your perception that he was doing something wrong. He, in fact, was doing nothing wrong. No one around him thought he was doing anything wrong, but it was like you were afraid that maybe we would think he was doing something wrong because we were doing a favor. And so then it gets like down this like really weird rabbit hole of like- Well, you did say you wanted to punch him in the face. Well, a couple of times, but I want to- Let's be honest, at any given moment, I want to punch pretty much everybody in the face. So not, again, necessarily something he's doing. I just hate everyone, okay? <laughs> he, was, he was, to be fair, he, he was, was at a 10. 
he, he was, was at a camera. Absolutely. And, and it was, was a lot. Yeah. And I did keep telling him, Hey, I'll wash the sheets and make the bed. Like let's you go do something I physically can't do, or I don't know where this goes. So it does need to be you. I can wash sheets. But he also, he knew he was leaving the next day right. and he's leaving his very pregnant wife to go to another country in a new house with things, you know, like he was, it was a lot. It was a um, lot. And so, yeah. So but we do this, we do this all the time and we do it. And, and so I think it is, it's women are doing this more for their men. Um, a lot of, because I think, and some of this is like kind of a, a feminist problem. We have done this thing where we're like, I'm so independent. I'm such a woman. I can do anything and I don't need a man. And then it's like, but I love my husband. Now I need to explain why I love him. Well, also, so here's, here's a little excerpt from one of the articles I found. It says women view their boyfriends, you know, and partners, et cetera, as both an extension and a reflection of themselves, a living, breathing, weirdly bearded measure of our own sexual market value. Meanwhile, as women, we are subjected from a much younger age to an intense level of societal scrutiny more than most men. Thus, in addition to all the shame and insecurity we've internalized about ourselves over the years, we also take on all the shame and insecurity our boyfriends probably don't feel the need, or, you know, husbands, whatever, uh, don't feel because society doesn't tell men they should be ashamed of themselves for simply existing. And I think that that has an awful lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, but I am interested because I do know of men who have apologized for women, um, especially in like when we're acting deranged. <laughs> well, or like uh, being rude to other people in public. You know what I mean? Like service yeah. people or just other strangers or things like that. Um, and so I'm interested, especially from you, Lou, like if you think that this is a gendered thing or like, do you find yourself doing this? I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it's like, and so I'm curious to both of your thoughts too. So, you know, growing up, I think both of my parents have definitely mellowed out, but during uh, growing up, you know, one of my dads definitely, I would say if we were to call it by today's terms definitely like had some Karen-ish you know tendencies growing up and how like if there was like not great service at a restaurant like he would make it a point to like kind of chew out like the, the 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 server and you know not tip them and all of that stuff and I remember that stuff really embarrassing me growing up and like there were a couple times when like you know, I would kind of hang back after everyone left and then I'd like slip a, you know, a five or a 10 on the table and be like, hey, I'm really sorry for him or directly to the servant be like, I'm really sorry about that. That was just sorry, you know? So I found myself doing that as, as you know, under 18, as when I was a kid and a teenager. Um, as an adult, I find myself doing it a lot in like certain like, professional situations um where I do feel and I don't think you know I don't think like definitely I don't feel like this all the time but there are times when I feel like you know I have to if I'm in a room with like a lot of administrators or something where I'm look where I'm like look 
you know, I'm sorry that I need to tell you this hard truth and stuff. When in reality, it should just be like, look, if somebody needs to hear something that's like a hard truth, like should just be able to say it without being defensive about it and, and feeling like it's going to get you something, you know, get you in trouble or something like that is what I, what the ideal should be. I think I'm also curious though. So like in my case, right. Like I was saying, well, I felt like on the times that I had to apologize, it was because I myself had like a tacit understanding that what had transpired, what was wrong. And so I'm curious, like what I don't know, I don't, again, and I don't know, too much about her Grimes but you know I just I I'm curious about both of your thoughts as to how you see that as fellow women like do you think inherently she knows that like these criticisms are about him are correct or accurate or whatever or do you think it's more of a like these are my fans and I have to like keep them happy and all of that. And so I'm just going to try and make the peace, even if I don't really believe it. You know what I mean? I think in her case, it's probably a little bit of both. That's what I was thinking. I think a lot of this stuff stems from like embarrassment. There are some people who are more easily embarrassed than others. Yeah. I've never been big on doing this. I've done it here and there, but because I kind of, First of all, my behavior is embarrassing enough. I generally am not embarrassed by other people. So it's funny. So Ren and I were at dinner the other night and Remington mentioned how when Ren laughed really loud, like it was, he like noticed it and it occurred to me, I hadn't even noticed and it didn't really matter if anybody had a problem with it or not. Um, but other people may be embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like I've been in situations where people are like, oh my God, like you're so loud or, you know. Well, I will say my laugh, as both of you know, and many of you on listening right now can probably attest to in your headphones, it's not quiet. Um, like I have uh, Shane and another family member of ours play a game when we're out eating where when I laugh, they will do like a quick survey of the room and see who is looking shocked. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and I think, and yeah. And so like, we're all, yeah, we're like, well, I, I like it and I don't care. And, but like, there are people who are embarrassed by that. And so then it like, but they're like embarrassed by everything. Um, I was walking down the street and Doobie had this crazy um, hat on. And we then met another friend of ours who's very self-conscious and he's conscious about like the way he looks, the way he acts and all this. Thing. And he's like, Doobie, quit following me around the store that damn hat on. He's like, and I was like, I just walked literally the entire length of Gay Street with her with that hat on and gave zero bucks. Like I cannot be embarrassed by someone else. You know what I mean? And my, you know, like when your parents embarrass you at stores, my whole thing has always been just like they can't control how I act. I'm, I can't control how they act and I'm not responsible for the, how they act. Like I've never taken ownership of someone else's behavior. So I've never been in turn embarrassed by their behavior. You get what I mean? It's like, so I guess I'll give you the flip side view of that as somebody, cause like, I don't, you know, like things like, you know, things that are just like part of, you know, like Rin's laugh or like your friends, those things would never embarrass me. And like, I think I rarely am like embarrassed for myself, but the times that I find myself being self-conscious is in groups like that if like and it, it hasn't just happened you know like with my dad growing up but with like friends and stuff if I 
like a friend who's made a scene or something, you know, I don't know why it's other people's behavior, but it's almost like, because I think you can't, you can't start a scene with those people in the restaurant. Right. I mean, maybe there's an argument that you should, if like somebody's acting up or whatever, and you should confront them right there and then, but most of the time, like most of us don't. And so I guess there's almost this element of like, you want to justify yourself like, oh, I'm actually not like that person. Like, I know we're in the same group and we were having a meal together. Mm-hmm. Like their behavior does not, re- I want you to know well, in giving you this $5 that like their poor tipping does not reflect who I am. And that's, I think that goes back to the old, you know, birds of a feather, but we need to kind of, get, I think we need to get away from that kind of stuff. So just because you're friends with somebody or in a group with people does not make you this. And we can't, that's, it's a big thing that we've done for a long time that really is not useful because it's just simply not true. Um, None of my friends are like me, you know, in every way we have similarities, we have things that are in common, all that, but like us three, we have some things in common. We have certain nothings in common. And so we're not birds of a feather. Don't flock together. Stop like, lumping us all in right but, like, but I do think in a group together. like that there is like if you are with someone and they are being let's say you're at a restaurant and they are being really crappy to the server if you don't do anything at all it is almost like tacit like but apologizing for their behavior is different than telling them their behavior is wrong Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, well, or, or I I mean, there might be, so the last question I wanted to talk about is how do we do this better? Uh, Because I do think there's a way to address it without taking because basically what you're doing is you're taking responsibility when you apologize for something. That's right. Right. And Um, instead you should have turned to that person and said, your behavior right now is reprehensible or what you're doing and and that should be done not in a group because i don't believe in like big public like displays of you know like yelling at people or disciplining them um but it, it would take it would be like you you know that it was not appropriate for you to speak like that to that person and not cool and like i'm probably not going to be having dinner with you because of that action not and the thing is that is i think you're totally right about that but that's it's what just so kind of like antithetical to what American culture is, which is very repressed and very like, oh, we don't need to talk about, we don't need to have confrontations and stuff. Right. Well, I don't know about all of it. <laughs> but definitely like, I mean, you two in the South, like that's very much, at least from my experience, the culture in the South. I grew up in the Midwest and that is very much the culture there too. Um, so that's the thing is what makes it so tough is like, it's so ingrained across generations even across racial and ethnic groups you know that's what makes it tough is that we just don't have those kind of those kind of you know even doing it like you said very civilly kind of um like hey that wasn't okay moments well if you're really friends with somebody and they've behaved in a way you're not really being a friend to them if you have not like try you know that's for their own protection and safety saying you know, talking to somebody like that is really not okay. You're not being a kind person right now. And that is entirely unnecessary. Like you're hurting yourself ultimately. Apologizing to that, to the other person does not fix the problem. So I'm a, you know, I'm like an action person and as problem solver. And so for me, the whole apologizing thing, which I would maybe, I would probably apologize also, 
but I would not allow the behavior to continue at least with me and without saying something. Yeah. There is, there is like, there are complicating factors, right? What if you are, well, I mean, there's a whole other thing here. What if you're with like your boss's boss, you know what I mean? And it's not an appropriate thing for you to correct them. You know, what if you could lose your job? Like, I, I guess what I'm thinking when you're talking is like, so you're talking about addressing it with the person and we've talked about like your action lady, I'm feelings lady. So when all this is going on, yes, like everything in is tell, like trying to keep me from confronting the person. I might be able to figure out how to talk to them, but I still have to figure out a way to address it with the person who is being slighted. And I think like the only way I've ever seen that done is an apology. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it would look like to address. And that's kind of what I want to talk about is like, how do you address it? Like, you know, okay, so let's put it a different way. You're in a work scenario, you're in a meeting and someone's really inappropriate. Like, you know, everybody's left the room. The only thing I know to say is, wow, that sucked. I'm so sorry. And I, I do think there's a difference between I'm sorry for this and I'm sorry that this happened, you know, but we, there's also the thing in our society where we say, you know, I'm sorry. And the person responds, well, you didn't do anything. There's nothing to be sorry for. But I, I think it's almost like we were talking about with crazy, like there's, and I'm sorry this happened that like, we don't even really have the language for, I don't know how to say that any differently. Yeah. Right. I was hoping you two would tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just because it is just such a, and that's the thing I've kind of realized in talking about it is that it is like, this is like a, we're dealing with like multi generational kind of repression yeah. and, and not, you know, not calling things as they are and stopping bad behavior in its tracks. And yeah, that, that is a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. And I don't know that I necessarily have like a good, a good solution. Well, we talk, I mean, you know, we've talked about like in the sexual harassment stuff, you know, like it depends on the person and who their boss is and what position they are in their life. Yeah. Somebody like me doesn't get sexually harassed because I don't need my job bad enough to allow it. I don't care the repercussions. Same thing if I had to discipline my boss. Well, but you could, it could happen to you to begin with and then you would leave. Yeah. And I, you know, right. And I'm going to jail for assault probably. But um, if I have a kid at home and I'm the only person making a, making money, yeah, slapping my ass a couple times might be acceptable. I, you know, right. um, if I'm like me and my boss does it, I'm like, you know, you know, later be like, did you really say that to the server earlier? You know? Right. Not okay. Like that's not a good look because I don't, if I get fired, then I get fired. Honestly, like, it's like, I don't want to get fired, but if I do like, fuck it, if I stood up for it, you know, um, but not every, you know, I think it's like, like not everybody recognizing privilege and stuff. It's not, you know, what if you're, what if you are a person of color in a situation with people from your office and they're being crappy to a server or another person of color, or, I mean, right. Like there are all kinds of situations, you know, you're with family members that you feel uncomfortable addressed. Like there's, (coughs) there's just so many layers 
that yeah. make it more complicated. Right. But also like along with apologizing, let's like stop apologizing for stuff that's not I, ours. I mean, it's not, it's not, most of the time we're apologizing to me. We're not apologizing at the right times. I, I, I am a big, you know, it's hard to apologize when you need to and you, and you absolutely should. And this is like one of those where it's like, yeah, just because you're with somebody does not mean you speak for them either or have to apologize for them. I, I, so going, I guess, going back to the scenario, if you're out to dinner and with like friends and one is being really, you know, let's say the one who is picking up the tab, let's just say they're doing that, is also equally being like really shitty to the, to the server and leaves like a really bad tip. Do you feel like then afterwards without necessarily apologizing do you feel like um like sticking in like an appropriate amount of cash yes. you know after the fact is still a good thing to do and do you still need to do like does that count as an apology in and of itself or do you mm-hmm. need to like tack on the ex like do you need to kind of tap the shoulder the you know the, the shoulder of the server and be like hey just sorry about that you know sorry about him he was being that way. Um, cause I still feel like I would still do that. I still feel like I want to have that connection with the servant saying like, I want you to know that like, I saw that and I see you as a person and I see like your humanity and like that just wasn't okay for your humanity to be kind of like. I do. You know. I do think that one's different though than this whole like women apologizing for their partners thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're doing that in a, I think they are two different things. And I think we're doing that as like, a, you know, because I, sh, you know, there's part of us, it's like, I, you shouldn't be with a man that acts like that, or is that way, or because you're some enlightened higher being, your husband's a caveman. And so then you got to explain, you know what I mean? That is different yeah. than service industry type things. And so it's like, well, I'm sorry, my husband got drunk. I didn't, I didn't drink those beers and I didn't make him drink those I'm not apologizing for it. Y'all had too many beers available to my husband to drink. <laughs> if he wants to apologize for being a drunk dick, then he needs to. But I, I'm not going, and listen, this is coming from a person who's had my husband very, very drunk, unacceptably drunk a lot of times, a lot of different kinds of places. And he's a grown ass man. I got nothing to apologize for. And if he fucks something up while really drunk, I will have paid to repair it or replace it and then charge him interest. (laughs) Fair enough. I think that's the ideal that I I think we should strive towards. I'll make it right, but I'm not, I didn't behave. I didn't do the behavior. Yeah. And I didn't cause the behavior. I didn't tell him drink too many beers and act like a dick. He did that. He's he. I can't own his stuff, and so and I won't, and I don't. Well, and I also think that if you find yourself apologizing for your partner all the time, whether they're male, female, and whether you're male, female, you know, non-binary, whatever you guys are, I think you need to take a look at a if you're if this is a you issue. Or if this is a them issue, and then maybe that's not the relationship for you. Or right. Or it's something's wrong in your relationship. So yeah, it's kind of a, you know, when you got a kind of the difference and like some of it's kind of hard, you don't, you, you happen on it, right. You don't always realize it. And then you, you, you kind of get in a place where you're like, oh crap. And then, okay. You know, 
Because, yeah, I think totally like someone getting, you know, if you have a partner who's getting, you know, regularly drunk and just making kind of like a loud fool of themselves, you know, that is apologizing for that frequently is totally different from somebody who's getting drunk a lot and like starting bar fights or like yelling racial slurs at somebody from across the room. Yes. So those are like completely different, you know, first case, like maybe you need to talk to them about like trolling it a little bit and like, <laughs> yeah. you know pacing themselves second one like that's where i think you really need to reevaluate like yeah. why are these things coming out of you right you're getting drunk and like what does that mean for our values and our share right do, do we have any shared values at this point right. yeah yeah well um yeah so along with not apologizing when you don't need to Stop apologizing for other people when you don't need to, but apologize when absolutely necessary. And make sure you have clean sheets when you move. Yeah, duh. And a, and a tennis ball hanging from the ceiling. No, not necessary. I've parked before. Apparently not well. <laughs> Another story. Women not driving properly. Did you love that you needed your your um, smart man husband to give you a visual marker to tell you where to stop in the, in the garage. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, like the garage door shuts on my bumper and bounces back up. Actually, he would say worst case scenario, go like ramming into the wall. through the wall. Yeah. But have you ever done that in your life? Right. Knock on wood, let's not jinx it. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> a whole nother story again. Okay. <laughs> so um, you can find us at thatotherfword.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at thatotherfwordpod. And uh, sorry about it, but you need to remember that. Don't be sorry. And I am sorry. I'm real sorry. I'm sorry. Don't I'm sorry. Hate sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Uh, sorry is a bad word, and feminism is not a bad word. A bad word. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Bye.